Yo, this is Pastor Tito here, welcoming you to another episode of my Revolutionary Podcast, where I'm here to help you find faith in Christ and how to follow through with your life. And we are looking at today a series called Bad Religion When Christianity Goes Wrong. And we're looking at all the different elements, the different ways that make, all right, us you know, this Christian faith and those of us trying to follow through, uh, fail in following through or, you know, the problems that so many people have. And really the big one is hypocrisy. And the biggest problem that we have is the hypocrites that claim to speak on behalf of God, but are not. We call them false prophets and false teachers, and we got a ton of them. So that's the topic for the day today. The series that we just kicked off last week is called Bad Religion, When Christianity Goes wrong. Okay, that's what we're focusing on. And, and the theme of this one is really hypocrites, hypocrisy, because that is one of the biggest things. If you want to make a, the good thing of Christianity go bad quickly, what kills it quickly is hypocrisy. Not only in us, which we talked about, but then it's also how to deal with all of the people out there. How do we deal with all of these things? Because listen, Christianity goes wrong. And this is what we're going to focus on today. Uh, Christianity goes wrong when we believe the wrong thing. And this is what we want to focus on today. Now, before we, as we unpack that idea, actually, I want to just ask you a question. This is a question that has been a trend for a little bit. So if, if you're late on it, don't worry. I'm usually late on most of these. But I thought this was an interesting one that I've been noticing and seeing for a while. It's, uh, it's a trend that just says unpopular opinions. And you go online on social, you know, Twitter, hashtag unpopular opinions, and then everyone just kind of shares their opinion online, right? And so you, you know, do the unpopular, right? Because, you know, unpopular opinions, you keep those secret, right? Because they're unpopular. You don't want, you don't want that smoke, right? You don't want to hear that. You don't want to deal with that. But we all know that online is a safe place to share your opinions, right? Four people got it. You know, you know from experience I'm just kidding. But anyways, I, I thought this was interesting. I looked up unpopular opinions that you may have, and I wanted to see what people had to say. And so here's my, some of my f- uh, favorite ones. One person, unpopular opinion. The physical Bible is better than the Bible app. Unpopular opinion. Another unpopular opinion, math is fun if you understand it. Look, some people's like, look, I don't care. I don't even want to understand it. Forget that. You can enjoy yourself. Math is fun if you understand it. Pop, unpopular opinion. Here's another one. This is a little borderline blasphemous. Tea is better than coffee. I got somebody on that one. Tea is better than coffee. Unpopular opinion. Spam is a delicacy. You're missing out, right? Spam. All right. Pineapples belong on pizza. I knew I was going to get somebody on that. Look at that one. That was the most, the most online you missed it. I, that was like, yep, and uh, Like, literally, people just threw up in their mouths. That one, man, that gets people all the time. All right, here's another one. I got two more for you. Ready? Everybody is wrong but me. Unpopular opinion. Everybody is wrong but me. I got one last for you. Ready? Unpopular opinion. This is not the gospel. God loves you. That's not the gospel. Unpopular opinion. The gospel is not God loves you. It ain't it. The gospel is, the gospel is God shows his love for you. That when you were still a sinner, God died for you. That is the gospel. Now, what, wait, it sounds, you know, am I saying God loves you? Yeah, you're right. But the gospel is not good news, God loves you. Because the reason why good news is good news is because there's bad news, right? News is news, but what makes good news good is because there's 
bad news that goes with it. And this one is a hard one, guys. That This is the gospel that God shows his love for us, that while we were still sinners, he died for us. Why is this the gospel? And why is this one unpopular compared to the other one? It's unpopular because it's not what we want to hear, right? Because to be able to hear that God loves us, I'm good with you, because while we were sinners, oh, wait a minute, why are you judging me, all right? No one likes that one. And then he died for me. And so to, to believe that is now to ask honest questions. Wait a minute, what is a sinner? What does it mean to sin? And why did he have to die? And if he died, now what? What is then my response? See, this one is not the gospel. When people just say God loves you, just keep going on with your business. Keep doing what you're doing. God loves you. No, but this other one makes us and forces us to ask the question, well, then, then what? See, we don't want to hear this one because we still want to be our own lords. We just want God to be our savior, but we still want to be lord of our own lives. That's what that one means. That's why it is so unpopular to say. It's unpopular to say. It's unpopular to believe. But listen, it's not, it's not what you want to hear, but it is what you need to hear. Now, let me ask you guys, would you rather want people in your life that just tell you all that you want to hear or what you need to hear? See, some of you guys are like, can I have both? <laughs> right? can, can I have both? Can I have that person just tells me what I want to hear just so I can feel myself and feel better about myself for a little bit? But then, all right, but then bring me down a little bit and tell me what I need to hear. Right? Can I just have both? All right, yeah. But if you had to deal with one, if you can only have one, which one would you want? If you can be real and honest, it's the one who tells you what you need to hear, right? That's what we all need. And so obviously, guys, this, uh, anything that we do and anything I'm about to say, it might not be what you want to hear, but my goal, my job, and my, my heart is that we all hear what God needs us, what we need to hear. But in order to hear, we need to be able to tell the difference between truth and lies. And that's why, that's what we're going to focus on today when it comes to, un, when we're talking about bad religion, the, re, the reason why we have bad religion is because we got bad people spreading and interpreting bad things. And so that's why you got some people following the wrong thing, and then it turns out you get wrong results, and then I'm like, oh, I guess it's wrong. I was like, I guess it's messed up. No, listen, there is, you know, the, the game, there's a, to, to borrow a popular game that my kids like to play and other people like to play. Some of you guys might know it. Listen, there's a, imposters among us. There is, all right? There's some imposters among us. We got to be able to recognize who. And so here, we're going to look at the prophet Jeremiah, who was exposing fellas because of what God, man, it was breaking his heart to see what was going down with his own people. Now, what we're going to read today, even though it happened hundreds of years before Jesus, the problem still existed after the time of Jesus, and it still exists today. So I wanted to pick this Old Testament problem and Old Testament issue to show you it's still, you know, it ain't old. It still happens. And it's, listen, it's not just, it's life and death for some of us to be able to tell the difference here. So let's look. We're going to read Jeremiah 23. We're going to read a couple verses here and there, and we're going to bounce around. So Jeremiah 23, we're going to read 9 and 11 real quick. So here's the prophet Jeremiah, and he's talking to false prophets. This is God sending the prophet Jeremiah. Now, just so you guys know, just so we can all track, a prophet is somebody who shares a prophet is someone who's supposed to tell the truth. That's what that is. And in here, a prophet is someone who's telling others what God has said. And so Jeremiah is relaying the information, all right? So it's, you know, don't shoot the messenger, right? It's, he's just bringing the info. So that's what Jeremiah says. He goes and talks to other prophets, and this is what he says concerning the prophets. My heart is broken within me. 
and all my bones tremble. I have become like a drunkard, like a man overcome by wine because of the Lord, because of his holy words. What he has said to me has moved me, has wrecked me so much. For the land is full of adulterers and the land mourns because of the curse and the grazing lands and the wilderness have all dried up. Their ways of life have become evil and their power is not rightfully used. What the people of God have been given, the power responsibility is being misused. And why? Because both prophet and priest are ungodly. Even in my house, I have found their evil. This is the Lord's declaration. So listen, in this, in this moment, the people of Israel are experiencing a bad religion. Why? Because their leaders, the prophets and priests who were meant to be their helpers, meant to be the mediators, meant to be the ones who would help them to better get to know God. These guys didn't even get, these guys didn't even know God. It is the blind leading the blind. And Jeremiah was sick to his stomach to see that their wrong messages were leading them to wrongdoing, which was ruining and hurting lives. He was physically moved, physically bothered. And what was driving him, what was, was really, you know, really moving him was the fact that all of the popular preachers, all of the popular prophets of the time, they were the false ones. All of the popular ones were the false ones. Everybody was just going with the hype. Everybody was going to what's Hussein, how he moves and what he says. And they were just eating it up. All of the popular ones were the false ones, and they were misleading everybody. And so God wanted to step in and say, Jeremiah, we need to fix this, and because they are leading them away from me, and they think they're helping. They think that they're getting closer to me, but they're sliding further and further away. Jeremiah, can you help? Go speak and help them. Call them back. Listen, the, later on in verse 29, when God, I mean, notice how Jeremiah was like physically moved by God's words as God is showing him what's happening, and he was just like sick to his stomach to see, oh my, like God's broken heart. And later on in verse 29, God actually says, are not my words like fire? Are they not like a hammer? Are they not like a hammer that pulverizes? Like God's words, when God speaks, it slaps, okay? That's what it is. When God speaks, it hits, right? Has anybody ever burned? You ever got close enough to fire? You're gonna feel it, right? If you get close enough to a fire, you're going to feel it. I know I'm not the only clumsy one who has ever dropped a hammer on his foot or tried to aim for the, you know, aim for the nail and got my wrist instead. I mean, horrible aim. Okay, I just do. Anybody got one of those, right? And you just, oh, that's just the worst, right? You was like, my thumb is gone. I, I don't even want to look. It's gone. Uh, it's, it's pulverized. It's just not even there. I, I've, I've done that, all right? Listen, when you get hit with a hammer, when you touch fire, you feel it. It marks you. It hits different. He's saying, those are my words. The reason why you guys aren't feeling anything is because it's not me. They're saying things that I never said. They're saying things that I never said. And Jeremiah is trying to call out the people right now and say, listen, just because they're popular doesn't mean that you blindly believe anything that they say. Guys, that's some, you know, some you know, info for us. It's not smart to just blindly believe people who have big followings and people that have big followings. It's not smart all right, you guys know, right? Do we all know this? Yes or no? We do, right? But we still sometimes we're like, oh, that guy has a, you know, check verified on his Instagram. I'm going to eat it up. I believe everything he says because Twitter verified it, you know. Uh, he's right. He must be correct. All right. And so we just, and we see, oh, he has a big following online. He has a, you know, oh, look at all these YouTube videos. Y'all mean, look at all the views. Yo, he must be right. He must be true. And so she must be that. And so we eat it all up. But we know that's not, guys, that's not wise. 
Listen, I mean, we just can't believe everything that you hear, everything that you read. And look, if you don't want to believe me, look, look, look let, me, let me show you. How about you believe this guy? I mean, this guy's real. Look, don't, don't believe everything you read on the internet. Abraham Lincoln, right? Can you? Do we get it? He died like 150 years ago. Internet's like brand new. Do we get That's a quote. All right, look, I'll give you one more. This one's going to drive some of y'all nuts. Use the force, Harry Gandalf. Look, some of you, it's all the sci-fi nerds in the house, all right? You, you, this one's driving you insane. Oh, there's so much wrong with that picture. <laughs> there's so much wrong with that picture. But that's online. Somebody might be able to look at that. And I'm like, oh, look what Gandalf said, all right? And that's not Gandalf, all right? And so, see, we have to be cautious because so many of us just eat up things because, oh, it's this who said it. It's this news outlet. It's this person. It's that. And we just blindly believe it because, oh. But we see, guys, listen, we got to be careful. Because just because it's popular doesn't mean it's true. Just because he or she is popular doesn't mean they're right. Like, we have to be cautious. We have to be cautious. Now, look what God has to say now. And Jared, let's look at 16 and 19 now. Now, God here is relaying information now to the false prophets and to the people. He's exposing them. Look what in verse, in verse 16. This is what the Lord of armies says. Do not listen to the words of these prophets who prophesy to you. They are deluding you. They are giving you false hope. They are hyping you up. They are lying to you. They're misleading you. They speak visions from their own minds, not from the Lord's mouth, i.e., they're making it up. They're making it up. They're making it up. It's their own minds, not their own, not from the, not from the Lord's mouth. They keep saying to you, those who despise me, the Lord has spoken. You will have peace. They say to everyone who follows stubbornness of their heart, no harm will come to you. You know what these guys are saying? Like literally, these guys, these guys they're messaging and telling people who are just, look, I could care less about God, and I'm going to just do my own thing, my own ways, forget what God has to say. And these prophets are saying, hey, killing it, bro. You're doing well. You're doing good, man. Keep going. God loves you anyways, no matter what. Just doing what you do. He loves you, right? You're special. Keep doing, oh, don't worry, but they're just judging you. They're just hating on you, man. Just forget it. Just go, man. You got it. You a king. You a queen. Let's go. Come on, get going. And that's what they just hyping you up. That's all they're doing. And these people are doing the complete opposite. God says, live this way. This is what's going to happen. Some of y'all, Genesis, did God really say Nah, man, he loves you. He loves you. Keep doing it, man. You're okay. It's fine. Don't worry. It's okay. God always, always loves you. What these guys are saying is they are only focusing on the comforting words that are, by the way, which are true. God, you know, that God says, yes, there is peace. There is peace and love. But there's, it's a, you know, there's more to it than that. They're only giving the comforting words and they're avoiding and neglecting the hard truths. They are only telling the people what they want to hear, not what they need to hear. That is the biggest problem. And so this is a good warning for us, guys. Just because it feels good, just because it sounds good, just because you want it to be true, doesn't mean it is. We have to be careful. These people were saying things from their mind and saying, the Lord has spoken. God has said this to me. But he says, no, I didn't say anything. Guys, this is real. There are snakes in the grass that they'll tell you, God told me this, but it's their own imagination. It's their own heart. They themselves don't even know God to the point that their emotions and their inner voice, they think it's the Holy Spirit. 
it's them and they think they're right. They think God is telling me this. And like, no, nah, man, you're having a conversation with yourself. Okay? You're having a conversation with yourself. That's you, and you are so diluted that you think that you are him. You think your voice is his voice, and you're just spitting out all these things, and you are doing damage. You are doing damage. Listen, it is not healthy to have people in your life that all they do is tell you what you want to hear. Do you know why? Because if you got people that tell you what they, listen, let me say it better. I wasn't already messed it up. I'm, I'm going to get this right. People who tell you what you want to hear want something from you. Got it? People who want to tell you what you want to hear want something from you. They don't love you. Because if they loved you, they'd tell you the truth. They don't. Some of you guys got friends. They fake. All right? They ain't fake. I mean, that's who they are. All that fake hype. They just, they, they want to tell you because, man, just knowing you and having you just gives them, gives you, you know, that, that individual that, yeah, I'm, I'm with him, I'm with her, right? This is my friend, this is this. And so they tell you what you want to hear, so you stick around. And so when they need you, now they want something from you. This is real, guys. There are people out there that claim to be speaking. You know, I, I know some of y'all know the, the commandments. You ever heard of this one? Don't take the Lord's name in vain, right? You heard of that one? Listen, don't take the Lord's name in vain. It's not saying OMG, okay? That's not it. It's bigger than that. Taking God's name in vain is, is using God's names for your purposes. It's you saying, it's you saying, my God has said this or this, and you are using his name for your selfish reasons to put in a little verification on that. Listen, no. There's a lot of people out there that are speaking on behalf, and they're taking the Holy Spirit's name in vain because they are speaking on behalf of the Holy Spirit, but they want to play the Holy Spirit in your life. Guys, I'm being real. You got people that want to play the Holy Spirit, who want to be able to manipulate you and change you and move you and mold you because they feel good because it's them. You got people that want to play the Holy Spirit, and it ain't the Holy Spirit, and so we need to be careful. They want something from you. We need those people to tell us what we need, not what we want. I mean, would you want to play this game with your doctor, right? Would you, want your, would you want a doctor that just told you what you wanted to hear, what you needed to hear? They're looking at your cholesterol chart, clogged arteries, can barely take two steps without going out of, you know, losing your breath. I mean, like, bro. Wow. You're amazing. This is great. Seriously, never seen, never seen a chart on anyone else as good as this. I mean, you're special. Wow. I mean, what do you do? Whatever you're doing, don't stop because it's working. All right. No, what are you doing? Don't stop, man. Keep it up. Keep it up. If, if it, oh, oh my gosh, I wish I had this, man. I wish I, I wish I had these numbers. I wish I had these charts. Um, I mean, this dude's like one cheeseburger away from a heart attack. I'm like, oh, bro, we got to celebrate where you want to go. All right, like, come on. I mean, this is, I mean, this is amazing here, man. I was like, dude, just keep doing what you're doing. You're going to live to 120, man. I promise. I mean, with, with numbers like this, whoo. Do you want someone like that to tell you what you want to hear? You're going to feel good for the moment, right? You're going to feel good for the moment. But no, you would want somebody who would tell you what you need to hear. Now, are you going to want to hear, listen, this ain't good. You got issues. You need surgery. You got to change your life or else you're, you're not going to make it past three months. Who wants to hear that? Nobody. But if you want to survive those three months, don't you need to hear that so you can make the decisions and the, you know, the adjustments? Don't you? Same thing, guys. Same thing. 
We got a lot of people out here. They just tell me what, you know, they just tell you what you want to hear. And God is out here trying to tell you what you need to hear, but I don't want to hear it. But he's trying to tell you what you need to hear so that you can make it, so that you could survive, so that you can see, look, that's the problem. Here's the remedy. Do it. That's what he's trying to do. And that's why it's so important for us. And we got to be cautious, got to be careful. And God, even now, not only is he exposing all of these false prophets, but he's also giving his people ammo. Here's what you need to do. Let me give you one more. God actually gets a little satirical in, uh, in this moment. Let's look at verse 33 and 40. All right, last little section we're going to read. It's called the burden of the Lord. Some of y'all, 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 y'all going to feel personally attacked right now. Here we go. Now, when the people or prophets or a priest asks you, What is the burden of the Lord? What is God putting on your heart? You're going to respond to them, what burden? I'm going to throw you away. This is the Lord's declaration. Uh, As for the prophets, priests, and people who say, the burden of the Lord, God has put a burden on my heart. God has put a burden and put this on me. I'm going to punish that man in that household. This is what each man is to say to a friend or brother. Not, what is the burden of the Lord? No, say, what has God answered? What has the Lord spoken? What did he say? What did he say? Don't guess. Don't guess. What did he say? But no longer refer. God is saying no longer refer to the burden of the Lord for each man's word because, in, because his burden. Let me, uh, uh, let me bag it up. I messed it up. All right. So, but no longer refer to the burden of the Lord for each man's word becomes his burden and you prevent the words of the living God, the Lord of armies, our God. So say to the prophet, what, is, what has the Lord answered you? No, what has he said? What has the Lord spoken? But if they say, or if you say, the burden of the Lord, this is what the Lord says. Because you have said the burden of the Lord, and I specifically told you not to say it, I'm going to surely forget you. I will throw you away from my presence, both you and the city, and I gave you and your fathers. I will bring on you everlasting disgrace and humiliation that will never be forgotten. Like, is God, God is serious about how you handle his name. You see this? He is serious about how you handle his name. So I know some of y'all may, maybe felt a little bothered because I'm like, because <gasps> y'all, y'all probably felt personally attacked. I'm like, wait, I've said that before. I've said God has put something on my heart, or God, this is laying on me. There's a burden on me. So before some of y'all just kind of like start panicking, Let me just help you a minute, okay? See, these people were using this phrase, the burden of the Lord to justify anything that they were gonna say. They were pretty much saying, God has said this to me, trust me, I'm right. That's what they were saying. God has spoken, trust me, I'm right. What God is telling his people to say is, no, 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 don't do that. If somebody says, God has spoken something to me, test it, because they could be wrong. Test it. Don't just trust it. Test it. Don't just uh, trust it. Don't be just blind like that. Because these people were manipulating. It was like, well, God says so, right? That's kind of like, you know, I've done this. My kids do it. I've done this. We've all done this. You ever had somebody, right? You try to do, you go to mom's and it was like, hey, I'm going to do this. Hey, hey, who told you you can do that? Dad. (laughs) Right? You ever done one of those? You ever pulled that card out? Right? My mama said I could do whatever I want right now, right? And so my mama said, my, my daddy said, right? We, we use that card just to be able to justify an action. And he's saying, oh, no, no, no. Don't, just because they said, I said it doesn't mean I said it. Be careful. Don't just trust it, test it. And now how do we test it? First of all, there's three things you gotta test. You gotta test myself. I'm gonna start with me. You test myself, the message, and the messenger. When God, when somebody says something to you, You test yourself, how did I react to that? How did I respond to that? Did I get defensive? 
Why? Could it be true? And you give an honest assessment of you. If somebody gives you a word, test it. Don't just throw it away. Don't just trust it. Test it. They might be wrong. You're going to save yourself a situation. But if they're right, then you're going to be grateful and glad. Test it. Test it. But then if, then if it's you, flip the script. Let's say God is saying, man, I, have, I need to tell you something. God has put a burden on my heart. I, I need to say it to you. Well, then don't just say, God has spoken this to me. Trust me, I'm right. So if, if you feel like God is putting something on your heart to share with someone else, say, listen, God has put this on my heart. I'm just going to say to you, test it. I might be wrong. You see the difference there? You see the difference? You see the difference online? You see the difference? Hey, I just want to say something and uh, just test it to see if I'm, I might be wrong. Test it out. But don't use the burden of the Lord like, like as an excuse. God was pretty much saying, oh, those of you that claim the burden of the Lord, you are a burden to me. That was what he was saying. You, th- this would, he was being a little satirical here. He's like, no, no, your burden, no, no, you are a burden to me. Yo, God. You know, that's like, that's him. You are a burden to me because you are putting a heavy burden on people. And you are not giving, you're giving them false hope and misleading them. You are a burden to me and I'm going to deal with you. That is God, and so we, can, we have to be cautious with how we speak his name and how we use the truth. we got to be cautious, and that's why you got to test you first. Test the word that you heard. Test the word you want to give. Oh, and before you say it, test it first. If I'm going to say, is it, could it be true? Is it in God's word? That's the, that's the other one. you got to test the message. What is the content of the message? And you test it right here. Guys, can I give you some look, free advice? Here we go. Like, you were going to pay me anyways. Listen, free advice. All right? Free advice. How can you better know when someone says something to you, how can you better know if it's God's word or not, if it's God's voice or not? You got to put in the word. The better you know God's word here, the better you're going to know it here. But see, that's why so many people are misled because no one wants to open this up. Listen, I read this verse. I struggle with this verse. I'm like, who's going to want to hear this? Really, Jeremiah 23, this one, who's going to want to pay attention to this? But I know it's in there. And some of you guys are going to bump into it. I'm like, mm, that one's weird. But no, I want to show you there's truth to that. And so I'm going to give you that annoying verse, that weird verse that gets passed over and hardly ever preached on. Because I want to show you that there's accuracy in here. Because the more you get to know his word here, the more someone says something to you. I'm like, oh, it's spidey senses tingling. Mm-mm, that don't sound right. That don't feel right. Something's not, no. That's what the, the, the people do with, with money. How do they know and test counterfeit money? All they do is handle the real thing. They handle the real thing every day, every day, every day, every day. And the second you slip in one bill that's wrong, sip, sip, sip. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Something's wrong with this one. This is a counterfeit bill. Something feels different. It's a, and then you test it, and boom, there you go. This is what you got to do, guys. You got to test this. You got to test this. You got to test his word. The second you test his word, somebody says something to you. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. I don't know. Feels a little fishy on that one. Feels a little fishy on that one. That's what you got to do. Test yourself. Test the message. Test the messenger. They're speaking on behalf of God. How good are they living? All right. Are they practicing what they preach? How good are they living? How is their character match their content? What kind of person is this? What is, or how are they reacting? How, how do they live? Are they living out? Because if they're not applying their own words to themselves, you want to follow that advice? That they don't even want to follow themselves? Think of that. 
No, that's weird, man. That's weird. And, and now I wanted you to be cautious because this is a word that gets thrown out so much. So-and-so is a false prophet. So-and-so is a false preacher. So-and-so is a false prophet. Let me tell you, according to this, I guarantee you a lot of your popular ones that you guys like and listen to a lot, they're they, they fake, all right? There, there's some that they're out there that they are. They're popular for a reason. Listen, if, if, the, if your favorite preachers, if all they do is hype you up and if all your favorite preachers talk about how special you are and they don't want to talk, it's all about God's love and never the consequences of decisions, never the, the, the righteousness of God and they only want to bring you one. Listen, they are not doing you any favors. They, they are not your preacher. They're not pastoring you well. They're just your life coach. They're just trying to hype you up and then charge you for whatever, right? And so again, they, if they're going to say something you want to hear is because they want something from you. Even if it's your attention or your money. Be careful. All right? Now, I say everybody kind of throws out that false prophet thing out there. Now, there's some people that are called false prophets that I would be like, listen, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, some of the things that they'd be saying, some of this, okay, that's false, that's false. Woo, well, you know, but. And you got to be careful because this is not easy. This is, this is not an easy word to give. It's not an easy word. But I want to help you because this is where Christianity goes. This is where it's bad. If I'm not giving you ammo on how to process even me. By the way, I did not once say trust me at all. I'm trying to help you. Don't just trust me because I said it. You test it out for myself. Call me out if I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to gladly thank you if I'm wrong. Ask yourself, if you disagree with somebody, how do they react? Did they get defensive? Did they get all kind of ways? Mm, nah, something's weird. Some don't feel right. Some don't feel right. And now listen, a broken clock can be right at least twice a day. So just because somebody, me, somebody might be a false prophet doesn't mean that everything they say is false. They can be saying a lot of good, a lot of right, and a lot of truth, but maybe a lot of half-truth. And then they're going to slide in that one that is the deal breaker. That is a big one. Like what he, he, pretty much what he was saying is that you can live on your, live your life how you want. You're special. God loves you. Everything's going to be fine. You all, it's like, it's like the problem is you just don't know God loves you. It's like the problem. The problem is not that you don't know God loves you. The problem is that you, if you don't respond to that love, man, you're going to have a situation. And listen, we need more today than ever because, man, you, you see the amount of fact checkers that are out there everywhere. Fact check this. Fact check that. Listen, they're not, they didn't originate it. The devil himself has been the number one fact checker since day one. Did God really say? Fact check. Listen, we need truth tellers out there because there are a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot. There are some really good guys out there, really good people, really good preachers and teachers that are being called false prophets because the enemy don't want you to hear what they got to say. Now nah, hear him, hear her, don't hear him. And then there's, there's real ones that need and deserve that title and listen, we need more truth tellers. That's what prophets are. Prophets are modern day truth tellers. And we need to be willing to be able to stand up to those that, and, and give that voice because it is the truth that matters. It is the truth that sets people free. It is the truth that matters. And there's a lot out there. There's a lot of, when it comes to religion itself, there's a lot out there just muddling the info. And then you got, forget the false prophets of, of the major, you know, news networks and social media and all that stuff. Those are false prophets. Claim it. Tag me. Don't at me. Well, yeah, go ahead. At me. All right? I'll say it. At me. All right? Those guys are false prophets all day. Just giving you misinformation, half-truth. They want to be, you know, be the one to, just to get the clicks and the money and all of that. And, and then when you find out truth comes out later, the rest of the story comes out, it doesn't matter. They already got your money. They got your clicks. That's it. Man, those are some false prophets out there, and we need some truth-tellers. 
And that's what a prophet is. And listen, I want to tell you, everybody, if you're a believer in Christ Jesus, now God gives certain gifts to people, and the gift of prophecy is one. But let me tell you, though, we all, we all are prophets. We all are prophets. A prophet is just someone who speaks the truth. That's who we are. That's what we do. And so I'm going to lay this down because what are we to do with all of this? And here, this is going to be, again, a word that some of y'all don't want to hear. But people, and you need to hear it, it's this. We as prophets, we as God's people, we got to do two things. Ready? We got to do good things and say hard things. Okay, I, I saw that yesterday. As I was prepping this, uh, Mark Driscoll, Pastor Mark Driscoll said that. I'm like, there it is. That's, that's going to be the easy one. We do good things. Say hard things. That is what God's people are called to do. See, some people are like, oh, can we just stick with the good things, right? Because why? Let me, let's just do good because why? You feel good when you do it, though, right? Which is okay, right? You, let's just do with the good things. Isn't doing good things enough? No. All right, so let me be an evangelist really quick. All right, so prophets talk to God's people to call them to turn back to God. But an evangelist is someone who talks to non-believers and tells them to turn to God. And so I'm going to tell you, why is this not enough just to do good things and say hard things? Because listen, doing good things won't save you. It's not enough. Doing good things will not save you. That is not what you want to hear. It is what you need to hear. Good deeds will not save you because you're not even good at following your own rules. That is why the good news is the good news. You, none, there's not enough good deeds that can save you. This is why Jesus had to do the ultimate good by living a sinless life to do what you couldn't do so that you can experience the impossible, the forgiveness of your sins and being rescued from the grip of hell. That is the truth, and your good deeds are not enough, but if you believe in and you receive the good news of Jesus and what he has done, knowing that he is enough, you are going to find all that you need and want in him. It's there. You are chasing everything and anything, and I'm here to tell you it is not enough, and deep down you know I'm right because you're sick and tired of trying. You're sick and tired of, of looking Good news, you have a God who's been looking after you and looking and for you and chasing after you, waiting for you. And the only, and you don't have to do any good deed anymore for him to love you anymore right now. And there is no deed that you can do to make him love you any less. He loves you. And because he loved you, he died for you while you were yet still a sinner, undeserving, unworthy, yet he loves you that much. He doesn't want to see you go out like that. And so if you've never put your trust in Jesus, do it. He is what you need. He is what you need. Now let me flip the script. That's the evangelist. Now I'm going to talk to, as a prophet, talk to God's house. Now if you're a believer in Christ, now it's, now it's you. They always said that this was always turning. A prophet is always someone who tells people how to either turn back or this way. This is what God is leading us to do. Here's what you need or A, you're wrong, come back this way. Right? And as a prophet, I want to tell you, you are called and we are called to do good things and say good things. Do, I'm sorry, say hard things, do good things, say hard things. Why? Because wrong teaching leads to wrong doing. And there's a lot out there. And there's, those lies are destroying lives. Those lives are destroying lives. And so what we need to do is what I told you. We need to test with boldness. Test with boldness. Test yourself. Test God's word. Test what somebody says. Test with 
Boldness, that means sometimes you got to question, could this be God? Could he be right? Could I be wrong? It takes boldness and courage to acknowledge that you could be wrong. Bold, test with boldness. But not only that, testing is not just questioning. Test it. Apply it. Try it. That's how you know. Test it in your life. Test God's truth. Apply God's truth. Be bold enough to apply it. It is one thing to believe. It's one thing to hear it. It's another thing to believe it. But it's another thing to then let it apply and let that attitude turn into action. Let that belief turn into a behavior. Test it out. But let me give you one last one because some of you, especially maybe some of you, you know, us Christians, us of the church, you're happy enough just to do good things, right? Isn't that enough? Isn't that enough just to go do good things? Listen, your good deeds mean nothing without the good news. Your good deeds mean nothing without the good news. You can feed the poor, but feeding the poor is not going to save their soul just by feeding them. You can do somebody a favor and you can help somebody out, but just because you help them doesn't mean that's going to save them. We have to be willing to also say the hard things that you do believe and why, and Jesus is who he says he is. We got to be willing to be bold enough to testify, test, be bold enough to test the truth and be bold enough to testify to the truth. Do you know that a successful evangelist is not somebody who said something and someone got saved? A successful prophet is not somebody who said something and that person changed their life. Do you know what makes them successful? The fact that they said it. It's saying it. Saying the truth, that is it. You fail when you remain quiet, but when you speak in truth and in love, that is what matters. That is what matters is to be bold enough to test it, be bold enough to testify it. God is looking for some gutsy truth tellers in this world today, being willing to stand up to some giant false prophets in this world. He needs some gutsy truth. Every prophet in, in the word, every prophet that we see here, they were bold. They were gutsy. For, you know, because if you were wrong, you died. If, if you said God said this and it was wrong, you're dead. Everybody can get away with it right now. You know how many prophecies have been, you know, been saying, God's going to do this, and they didn't happen. And then it was like, oh, he changed, you know, actually, he's going to do this. Oh, nice. If you lived in Old Testament, you'd be, you know, you're getting away with it. Listen, gutsy truth tellers that are willing to speak the truth in love and love the people that they speak the truth to, even if they don't love the truth that they speak, even if they don't love the truth that you speak. That is love. But let me warn you, I told you, this is not going to be one y'all going to want to hear today. That's one you need to hear. Truth tellers, you got a target on your back. Truth tellers have a target on your back because the enemy doesn't want truth to come out. They're trying to fact check you to keep people enslaved. So if you want to speak the truth, you're welcoming a target on your back. Jesus had to carry a cross on his back. He had one. You're asking for that. If you want to be a truth teller, oh man, you're, you got to be willing to have fewer friends. Because see, sometimes when you speak the truth to somebody and it's not what they want to hear, they take it as you're attacking me and so then they walk away. Can I say that one again? you guys hear me? Sometimes because you love someone so much, it's like, I have to tell you this. And you tell the truth and they feel attacked. It's not what they want to hear. It's what they need to hear, but they don't like it. So then they walk away and then they blame you. It's your fault. You're just judging me all the time. Are you willing to have fewer friends to know that you're doing the right, you're doing right by them? 
to tell them what they need to hear. It's not easy. Jesus, let me tell you, Jesus had fewer friends than y'all thought. Paul had hardly any friends. Jeremiah was the only guy, the only one. Some of you guys are happy with just doing good. You don't want to say hard things because you don't want to ruffle any feathers. But then that doesn't save their life and it doesn't make a difference in yours. Do good things, say hard things. But here's the good news though. See, doing good, doing good things and saying hard things isn't going to please everybody. Good luck trying to do that anyways. Doing good and saying hard things doesn't please everybody, but it doesn't please one. It pleases God. It pleases him when we do good and say hard things. And I want you to understand, it's not that hard. Guys, this is, I'm not telling you to be out there, you know, all, you know, doom and gloom. All right. This is not a message. Our message is not hard because it's judgmental. It's a message of hope. It's hard because the enemy doesn't want this to come out. It is, you got opposition, but we know that the truth matters and the, and the gates of hell cannot withstand the offense of the church itself. When we speak truth, it happens because God's word always comes back and executes. It always comes, it always executes his job. We have a message of hope. That is what we have. We have a message of hope. Not, it's not hard, it's a message of hope to know, listen, I'll call you out and say, stop. Don't give yourself to that person. Don't give yourself to this. It's not gonna fulfill you. It's false hope. It's just for a moment. Give yourself to Christ. Why do you give yourself and why do you try to make some of these people happy when they're using you? Why are you trying to make someone happy that literally a year from now, they're not even gonna be in your life because once they're done with you, they're done with you. Why do you only give yourself to someone that only calls you when they want something from you? Be careful. But God, this is a message of hope that this is not God. That God, when you give yourself to him, he doesn't use you. God calls you because he wants to give himself to you. He wants to give himself to you. This is a message of hope that we have. It is not hard. It is not hard. You just got to get over yourself. And know that, man, when we speak in this way, we were singing a minute ago that, that we may see God. Well, how are people going to believe if they don't hear? How are they not going to hear if we don't speak? If we don't speak, they don't see. Do good things. Say hard things. That requires some boldness. And let me tell you, that's how we need to pray. The church, the early church, you know what they prayed for? They had it. They had it bad. And do you know what their prayer was? They didn't pray, God, help us, make it easier. You know what their prayer was? Give us greater boldness. Give us boldness. It's okay if you're afraid. It's okay if you think it's hard. They thought it was hard and they met Jesus. Listen, pray for boldness to do good things and say hard things. Because when we do good things and say hard things, the Holy Spirit does his thing. And he raises and restores and renews and releases others into a new life in Jesus Christ. That is what we're called to do. I said. First off, I want to talk to you if you have ever been hurt by a false word or something that somebody said on behalf of God and it wrecked you. And maybe you thought it was right and you applied it and it turned out to be wrong. Listen, like I'm sorry that has happened to you. It's happened to me too. But this is why we're so grateful for Christ and that here he is to heal wounds, restore us, 
And so that we can now take that lesson and be, okay, that's how not to listen to God. And we can actually take those moments as a lesson learned to help us to better understand God. And listen, and for those of you, I want to challenge you. We need some more bold truth tellers because listen, the liars are bold. The liars are not hesitant. False prophets and false teachers are not hesitant out there. So why should we be if we are going to speak the truth of God? No, but in order to speak it, y'all got to know it. Okay, this is why when I say be that revolutionary that we're all called to be a revolutionary that revolves our life around Christ. Listen, you can't speak on behalf of Christ. You can't speak on behalf of the spirit. All right. If if the if God does not play a central focus and role in your life, revolve more and more of your life around him. Spend that time with him because the better you get to experience his voice one on one, the more you'll be able to know how to de- you know, lay that out and to be able to share what God has to say. But we need to be some bold truth tellers out there because these these liars are bold. And when the truth is spoken, God does a work. So let's not remain silent. Speak up.